I want to continue with the theme of the day. And I want to talk to you about the power and the promise. Amen. We're going to begin in Acts chapter 1. Thank you for being faithful to the house of God. I was sitting on my back porch studying, getting ready for this evening and I could hear my neighbors all around, folks in back of me have a pool and a grill and they were over there playing music and swimming and grilling and I could hear folks down the street and I thought to myself, you know, that's going to be what it is when the Lord comes. They're going to be doing all of that, none of them with church on their mind, none of them with Jesus on their mind, but I'm glad that I'm in the middle of a group of people who have Jesus on your mind. I'm glad I'm in the midst of a group of people that want to go to heaven and want to get ready to go there. Amen. Acts chapter 1 and verse 4. The Bible tells us that uh, Jesus has returned and showed himself in many ways and now we find them being assembled together with them. He commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. But wait. Everybody say wait. Wait for the promise. Everybody say the promise. Wait for the promise of the Father which saith he, you have heard of me. He said this is not new news. You've already heard about this. And then he said for John truly baptized with water. But ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou restore again the kingdom of Israel? Brother Gill talked about it a little bit this morning. They thought he was coming to be their head warrior, their general, their commander-in-chief. That's what they thought. But watch what he says. And he said unto them, It's not for you to know the time or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. But ye, let me tell you what's going to happen in the meantime. Ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And then we slip on down to Acts chapter 2 and verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord... In one place. And suddenly. I'm waiting for that day when there's going to be a suddenly. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house. Where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Because they had that feel good feeling. They knew they had joy. Come on somebody. They knew they had peace. They knew they had religion. 
That's not what it said. They began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Let me just tell you something. There's no promise and there's no power without the Holy Ghost living inside of you. And the only way to know the Holy Ghost is living inside of you is for you to speak in other tongues as the Holy Ghost gives. Now, I know that's pretty simple around a Pentecostal church, but it's the truth anyway. Put your Bibles down, lift your hands to the Lord, and ask God to help us for a few minutes here. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we love you tonight. We thank you, Lord. We need your help, Jesus. God, let your word go forth tonight. Hallelujah. 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 Clap your hands as you're seated. Give God praise. You may be seated. Power and promise. What in the world is Pentecost? The word Pentecost designates the 50th day after Passover, which was a feast day. Don't we love feast days? Also known as the Feast of Weeks or the Feast of Harvest. It was on this day in the book of Acts that the Holy Ghost was poured out on 120 followers of Jesus Christ who were gathered in an upper room in Jerusalem. It was on this day that the church was born in a blaze of glory. It's interesting, Brother Fry, as I was kind of perusing what was going on around the country at churches, I didn't see one, one church that didn't say, the New Testament church was born in the upper room. Not one of them. You know, I don't know if you know this. Surely you do. But Pentecost Sunday was a creation of the Catholic church. But they can only call it that. We know what it means. Because we're not just called Pentecostals. I said we're not just called Pentecostals. We have experienced Pentecost. I've come to tell somebody if you're sitting in this church... And you've been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. You are unique in this world. There are millions of people that have never experienced what you've got here tonight. And I want to tell you, you got power and you got promise. And it's time that the church rise up and use what God has given us. To perpetuate a mighty apostolic outpouring of revival like the world has never seen. 
If you want it, clap your hands and give him praise. You can be seated. Listen to me very closely right here. It's said that the average Christian and the average church are somewhere bogged down between Calvary and Pentecost. They've been to Calvary for pardon. But they have not been to Pentecost for power. Bethlehem means God with us. Calvary means God for us. But Pentecost means God in us. I believe that the average Christian is much like the Ephesian believers when the Apostle Paul came to them in Acts chapter 19 and verse 2. He said to them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. There are a lot of folks that think they're okay. These folks have been baptized. But there was something missing. And the apostle didn't mince words, didn't say, now all you need to do is give your heart to Jesus. But he asked them directly, Do you have the power and do you have the promise? Well, how do we get the power and the promise? You got to have the Holy Ghost. Many Christians don't understand the role of the Holy Ghost. They have not appropriated the power of the Holy Ghost in their own personal life. Now I'm going to take a little aside right here for just a minute because I think that what I'm about to tell you is pervasive in the apostolic movement today. But the Bible makes us to understand something about the Holy Ghost. It is not a one-time experience. And I want to tell you that If it's been a few minutes, few hours, or few days since you've spoken in tongues, you need a renewal. Okay, preacher. You just tell me why, okay? You ask. The writer said, not by works of righteousness which we have done. But through his mercy, God saved us. And this is how he saved us. By the washing of regeneration and the renewing. Everybody say renewing. The renewing of the Holy Ghost. 
Just because you spoke in tongues 25 years ago doesn't mean you're ready to go to heaven. Uh, say it, well, who are you to say that? I just gave you the Word of God. We're saved by the renewing of the Holy Ghost. When we get the Holy Ghost, we get the promise and the power. But to keep the promise and the power intact, we've got to have the renewing of the Holy Ghost every day of our lives. Turn, turn to somebody close to you, look them in the eye and tell them, you know what, you're no match for the devil. You're not any match for the devil. But I've got good news. Greater is he. Greater is he. That is in you. Than he that's in the world. And don't you make a mistake. The devil's not going to sleep. The devil's not going to rest. In fact, the Bible said he knows that he has but a short time. And don't you think he's going to let you get up one day of your life and let up on you. That's why we need the renewing of the Holy Ghost every day, every day, every day, every day. What we need. What we need today in the 21st century church is the wind and the flame of Pentecost. Pentecost is not a denomination. But it is an experience. An experience that every blood-bought child of God should receive. Now, I know this is not popular, and I know that it sounds dogmatic, but I want you to understand I can stand on the Word of God tonight and tell you that you can't make it to heaven without the Holy Ghost. Well, preacher, that's kind of hard. Well, let me just tell you what the Word says. I, I don't want you to take my word for it. The Bible said... That that same spirit that caused Christ to raise from the dead one day is going to quicken your mortal body. Hear me right now. I can't jump very high as it is. But in that moment that the spirit of the living God quickens this mortal body I'm going to tell you gravity's going to lose its hold I'm headed for the rapture come on is there anybody headed for the come on there's more to the Holy Ghost than just power over devils when the Holy Ghost kicks in your feet are going to leave this earth and you're going to rise to meet him in the air come on somebody the graves of those that are dead in Christ are going to rise first. Then those of us which are alive and remain are going to rise to meet him in the air. And you can't do that without something supernatural.
help me praise him right now. You'd be sitting, watch this. We are privileged to live in a generation when God is pouring out his spirit in a mighty way. The rain of the Holy Spirit is falling on the dry religious ground of our day to give us sweet refreshing to a weary hearted Christian and to prepare the fruit of the earth for harvest. Hear me right now, I'm going somewhere. We've been given the promise of Pentecost in our generation. Then Peter said unto them, Repent. Be baptized. Every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of your sins. And you shall... And you shall, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But then he went on, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Listen, I've been telling you this. Pastor and I have been preaching this for a few years now. There are going to be two, two elements to the end time apostolic outpouring of revival. It's going to happen because they're going to come from the denominal church. Because they're going to be weary with dead, dry church that doesn't produce anything but a religious experience and they're looking for something that will give them life something that will heal them something that will deliver them is anybody out there i'm talking about power and promise they're going to come down the aisle looking for what they've only heard about and when they get here the lord said the promise is unto you and your children and all that are far off, even as many as the Lord are. Come on. Your sons and daughters are coming. Your grandchildren are coming. You hear me right now. And the other part of that is the prodigal and the backslider are coming back home. Listen, this is where we're at tonight. In effect, Peter said, the outpouring of the Spirit is not a special blessing for a special few in a special age. You know, there are those that say, well, that was just for the apostles, but it stopped back then. Wait just a minute, how old are you? 
Is there any 2,000-year-old Christians in here? How many of you got the Holy Ghost? Oh, I don't think it stopped. I said, I don't think it stopped. <laughs> oh. Anybody in here received the Holy Ghost in the last year? Two years. Where? Two years. Tucker. Three years. Three. Look at that. Five years. In the last five years you received the Holy Ghost. Look at that. Look at that. You know what that tells me? It didn't stop at the day of Pentecost. It's still happening. The power and the promise are still alive today. God's still doing a work, an apostolic work in this day. Now, th th this, is, this is where some are tonight. Many have allowed the devil and religious tradition to rob them of the power of God. The promise of the Holy Ghost is for all people to receive. Here it is. Who are called to repentance. Oh, we don't talk about that much. But I want you to know that God is still calling you to repentance. I don't, it doesn't matter if you've been in the church five minutes or 50 years. God is still calling you to repentance. Oh, watch this now. And you may need to repent before you get that renewing of the Holy Ghost. Well, Bishop, you don't know how I live. Yeah, I do. You're a sinner saved by grace. And you're still walking around in a human shell. Come on. You may have the Holy Ghost. You may have been baptized in Jesus' name. May have repented in, at one time in your life. But listen to me. You're walking around in a fleshly shell. And I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, Repent, 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 and I will renew. I will renew. And when I renew, you will have power and you will have promise. We cannot... We cannot get comfortable and realize and understand that not only was the promise good then, the promise is good now. What was the promise of Pentecost? Well, I think I pretty much covered it, but it was the pouring out of the Holy Spirit upon all flesh, both men and women. Just two. That, that, was, that didn't cost you anything. Luke 24 and 49 said, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high.
Listen to me. The infilling of the Holy Ghost is a definite and distinct experience. You will know whether you have received the Spirit or not. It's interesting. It's interesting. On the day of Pentecost, they knew they received the Holy Ghost because there was sound coming out of them. Come on, somebody. Well, I've got the Holy Ghost because I've got joy and I've got peace. The way they knew they had the Holy Ghost was the Bible said they Oh, help me right now. They heard them speak with other tongues. I'm not making this stuff up. It's in the Word of God. They heard them speak with other tongues. Come on, somebody. I said you'll know when you have the Holy Ghost. Won't anybody have to shake your chin, smack you upside the head, shake you for you to get the Holy Ghost when the Holy Ghost comes in? You'll know you've got it because you'll speak in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. Now, I know some of you old Pentecostals, you're bored with this message. But I'm going to tell you, it is just as real today as it was 2,000 years ago. It's just as powerful today as it was 2,000 years ago. Come on, there's still as much promise in it as there was 2,000 years ago. The problem is some of us have just gotten comfortable with it and we need an old-fashioned wind of the Spirit to blow and the fire of the Holy Ghost to fall on us to make us move again. Purpose. Purpose of Pentecost. One word. One word portrays the purpose of Pentecost. Harvest. Oh, I thought it was just for I, I thought it was just for the birth of the church. Hear me, FPC. Hear me right now. Harvest is the heart of Pentecost. Joel chapter 2 and verse 23. Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. Listen to it now. Verse 24. And the floor shall be full of wheat, and the fat shall overflow with wine and oil. Verse 25, and I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. Listen to me, church family. Two things are necessary for the harvest. The early rain or former rain which prepared the soil for the planting 
at seed time. And number two, the latter rain, which matured the crop for the harvest. Then in Joel chapter 3 and verse 9, the scripture declares, Proclaim ye this among the Gentiles. Sit on your couch and watch TBN. And have church at home. Because it's the signs of the times. Now that wasn't what Joel said. Joel said, Proclaim ye this among the Gentiles. Everybody say, that's us. Prepare war. Wake up the mighty men. Let all men of war draw near. Let them come up. Verse 10 said, Beat your plowshares into swords. And your pruning hooks into spears. And let the weak say, I am strong. Verse 12. Let the heathen be wakened. And come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat. Oh God. For there will I sit to judge all the heathen round about. And here it is. Put ye in the sickle. For the harvest is ripe. Come, get you down. For the press is full. The fats overflow. For their wickedness is great. Here it is. This is the harvest. Multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Can I tell you, FBC, there are thousands of people. You don't have to go out of this city to find them. They're in this city right now in the valley of decision. They just need somebody with power and promise. Come on, to get up and be willing to do battle with hell for their soul. Pick up the sickle and thrust it in. It's time that we fight for revival. Come on, somebody help me. I'm looking for some mighty men and women of war that'll rise up and say, I'm not going to settle for yesterday's experience. I'm not going to settle for a former rain. We need the rain to fall today. Come on, I want you to stand. I want you to lift your hands to the Lord and ask God. God, let the latter rain fall on this church. Come on, ask Him. Ask Him. Come on, come on, multitudes, multitudes. They're waiting on you, church. They're waiting on the church with power and promise. In the name of Jesus. 
I'm going to make a declaration of this church tonight on this Pentecost Sunday. It's time. It's time to reap the harvest. The reign of the Holy Ghost is preparing the fruit of the earth for the harvest. On the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Ghost was poured out, Peter cast the net and 3,000 souls got saved and came into the kingdom. Please hear me, church. I love you. We've been together a long time. And you know I love you. You know I wouldn't do anything to hurt you. But I want you to hear your bishop right now. God has not given us the Holy Ghost to enjoy alone. While the world around us rushes toward hell, we dare not forget the needs of a lost people. The people God loves. The people Christ died for. The people Christ commanded us to evangelize. They're waiting on us with power and promise to come to where they are. God's not listening to me. God is waiting on you to go and get the harvest. I want you to ask somebody a question. I want you to look at somebody and ask them, when are you going to wake up? Say, well, that was mean, Bishop. Listen. I'm telling you, the greatest revival that we've ever seen is waiting on us. We've got everything we need. We've got power and we've got promise on our side. And there's not enough devils in hell that can stop what God wants to do through you. Just close your eyes for just a minute. I'm just about there, baby. I want you to close your eyes just a minute. And I want you right now to think about souls that you know that are hanging in the balances. Come on, I want you to think about them right now. Ah, hallelujah. Come on, can you see them? Can you hear them crying out for help tonight? They're crying, somebody reach me. Somebody get to me. Somebody help me. Somebody help me. Somebody help me. I'm lost and I need to be saved. I need somebody with power. I need somebody with promise to get to me before it's too late. Come on. Ah, come on. Come on. Just let's let's just let the Holy Ghost begin to move across here for just a minute. I feel the Spirit of the Lord trying to move in here. Come on. Oh God. We've got everything we need to have a move of God in this last day. We've just got to manifest it. We've got to release it and let it go. I'm going to tell you, I feel like this altar ought to be filled with people that are saying, you know what? 
I'm going to take my plowshare and I'm going to turn it into a sword. I'm going to thrust in the sickle. I'm not going to let people that I see that are lost without God go to hell without reaching them somehow with the power and the promise that I possess. Come on, that's it. In the name of Jesus. Come on, man of God. Come on, woman of God. Come on, we can't let religious tradition rob us of the power of God and the promise of God. We need God to help us right now. Come on. I want there to be a renewing of the Holy Ghost all across this building right now. Would you lift your hands to the Lord until you begin to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance right now? Come on. In the name of Jesus. Come on, we got power and we've got promise and the world's waiting on us to bring it to them. Come on, come on. Join yourself to somebody right now. Come on, lift their hands to the Lord and say together, together we're going to see a move of God because we've got power and we've got promise. Come on, church.